0: Welcome to the Dreaming of Sleep podcast for moms of babies and toddlers. I am so excited that you are here today. In this podcast, I will be sharing tons of information on improving your child's sleep, and I will be breaking down all the sleep training myths so that you can make an informed decision about sleep training that feels good for you and your parenting style. I'm your host, Marley Klaus, a certified pediatric sleep consultant and mom of three. I am super passionate about helping both new and experienced moms ditch the mom guilt and start prioritizing themselves in all the ways, starting with better sleep. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the Dreaming of Sleep podcast. I did a poll in my stories last week on Instagram to be able to find out more about what topics you all wanted to hear about next, And if you are not currently following me, please make sure that you head on over to Instagram and search Your World in Color and follow me there so that you can follow along and be able to give your input on what you are interested in hearing about. So in that poll, the topic that came out as the highest rated is why it's so important to find the right sleep training method for you and your family and how to choose that right method. So let's go ahead and dive in. Finding a sleep training method that is aligned with your parenting style is crucial. It is crucial for both your mental health and your child's development, but it's also super crucial to your ability to execute and stay consistent with that method. I will also give you some tips today on how to choose a method that suits your parenting style. So, okay, let's go ahead and just be honest about the fact that Being a mom is a full-time job, and it's a super difficult job at that. And whenever we add on sleep deprivation on top of parenting, it's going to make it that much more difficult. So let's start out by talking a little bit about why sleep training is so important. So starting out with the facts, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, infants and toddlers need between 12 and 18 hours of sleep per day, depending on their age. And most children are not getting the right amount of sleep for their age. A lack of sleep can lead to a multitude of problems for parents, such as mood swings, decreased cognitive function, and even depression. A couple of weeks ago, I did an entire episode on how sleep training can improve the relationship with your child because of the impact sleep deprivation has on our ability to show up as the mom we want to be. But it's not just about the mom's well-being. Sleep is crucial for a child's physical and mental development. Research has shown that children who get adequate sleep are more likely to have better memory, attention, and behavior. A lot of parents tend to look at sleep training as something that they are doing to your child for your benefit, when in reality, it's something you are doing for your child that is for the benefit of the entire family. And so I think we all know there are a lot of different sleep training methods out there from the more straightforward and sometimes more extreme cry it out, all the way to the most parent present gradual method that you can find, which may be something like pick up, put down or the chair method. The key is finding a method that aligns with your parenting style and that feels comfortable for both you and your child. And support is also super key when it comes to implementing any sleep training method. So if you have a partner or another caregiver who is going to be helping with implementing the sleep training method, you wanna ensure that they are aligned with that method to be used as well. A common mistake that I come across is that a mom will be completely on board with the method that we chat about, and then it comes down to her going to work and the babysitter or the grandma or whoever is keeping the baby during the day is not aligned and everything goes out the window because they are not willing to implement what the mom has been implementing. And when we're not consistent throughout the week, throughout the day, then it is going to be really difficult for our child to be able to learn and be able to pick up what we are teaching them. So while yes, it is your child and ultimately you have the ability to decide what is right for you and your family, If another caregiver is not going to be on board, then you have to ensure that you are helping them understand why this is so important to you and to your child. And so I would highly recommend sitting down with them before you choose a sleep training method to go through all of the information with them and make sure that they fully understand number one, how to actually implement this sleep training method during the day, and number two, why this is such an important thing for you and your family and whenever i work with clients who do have separate caregivers that are again maybe a grandma or a babysitter whoever during the day that are with their child for a significant part of the week i invite them to come into the text chat that we have with sleep training i invite them to come onto the consultation call whatever it is that will make the parents more comfortable and will also ensure that everybody who is involved of taking care of the child is on board and fully understands what the goals are. And so I talk about this all the time and I've already mentioned it at least once in this episode, But consistency really is key and you heard me talk about this in last week's episode with Danielle where we talked about how if you're consistent with the wrong method, whether it's with parenting or sleep training or something else, it's going to either be very difficult for you to stick with it or it's going to end up being more harmful than helpful because you are consistently implementing something that is not actually right for your family or is not something that is right for your child. So I think the first part of that is pretty self-explanatory, but basically if you are consistent with something that you don't feel good about, then even if you're consistent for a short period of time, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to continue with that method long-term. And whenever we're not able to continue with the method long-term, our child is going to learn that if they just waited out long enough, then we will revert back to what they've learned to be comfortable with, which is how they are currently or previously falling asleep before we sleep trained. And so that is super important to ensure that you are comfortable with what you're doing so that you can continue to stay consistent. One of the things that I hear a lot from parents is like, okay, well, I just have to do this for a couple of days or maybe a week or two, and then once they've learned how to sleep independently, I never have to worry about it again. But The truth is our children, again, as you've heard me say before, are not robots. They are going to have changes that take place with their sleep. As they grow, they're going to need less sleep. As they grow, they're going to become more opinionated about what they do or do not want to do. Whenever you are dealing with a 12-month-old, it is much different than dealing with a five-year-old who is now telling you they don't wanna go to bed or they don't want to do um, the bedtime routine that you normally do or whatever else it may be at that point in time. And so the point here is that, of course, you're not going to use the exact same sleep training method that you used your 12-month-old whenever they are five years old. But I just want to ensure that we are all on the same page that a child's sleep will continue to change as they grow up and you likely will have some sleep interruptions at some point in time that you will be needing to address in the future. Okay, so now let's pivot to talk a little bit more about how to choose the right sleep training method for you. So one of the first things that I would want to look at and that I always do talk to my clients about is how much crying are you comfortable with hearing? Because depending on the method that you choose, you will likely hear varying levels of crying. And so if you are really opposed to hearing any crying, I wanna level set right now that it's unrealistic that any form of sleep training will lead to zero crying because crying is how our children communicate with us. Whenever your child is a infant and they don't have the words to communicate yet, Crying is the way that they tell us that they need something. And so our child is going to cry for various reasons throughout their childhood. And those reasons are not always going to mean that they are in pain. They're not always going to mean that they have a true need that needs to be met. It may just mean that they are protesting. It may just mean that they are not happy that something is changing in their routine, that you are no longer nursing them to sleep, that you are no longer rocking them to sleep or laying down with them or whatever it is right now that they are relying on to fall asleep. But again, it's unrealistic to believe that a child is not ever going to cry, period and much less for us to believe that a child is never going to cry while sleep training. So all of that being said, again, there are varying levels of crying that you can expect depending on the method that you choose, But when I say that, it also means that if you choose a method that has very little crying involved, then that likely means that you are choosing a very gradual method. And I like to use the word gradual versus gentle, because I really don't believe that there is any sleep training method that is really harmful or any sleep training method that is not gentle. It's just a matter of how long are you willing to let this take? And how long over an extended period of time are you willing to deal with the crying? So whenever I say that, I wanna make sure I break that down a little bit further for you. So whenever I say that there are more gradual methods, that means that still your child is likely going to cry throughout the process they will cry a lot less because you're going to be a lot more present. You're likely going to be in the room with them throughout the process, so you're going to be there providing comfort and reassurance and continuing to back off the amount of reassurance and comfort that you're providing as they learn and become more comfortable with their ability to fall asleep. And so with that being said, yes, they are still going to cry, but much more minimally in the moment. However, those types of methods, depending on your starting point and depending on how old your child is, may take up to two weeks or more for them to be complete or for your child to be fully sleeping independently. So that means over a two to three week period of time, your child may end up crying more than they would have if you went with a less gradual method where they may cry more in the moment, but they're only going to cry for the first two or three nights and then you will no longer be dealing with any crying. So again, it's all about your level of comfortability. If you are okay with taking a slower approach, if you're okay with being very present and it perhaps taking a couple of hours the first couple of nights for you to still be in the room and providing that reassurance, then you may wanna go with a method like the chair method or like pick up put down or a combination of that with shush pat. And then if you are like, you know what, (laughs) I want to knock this out, I want to be able to have my child sleeping independently in just a couple of nights, I'm okay with a little bit of crying, but I still want to be somewhat present, I still want to be responsive, then in that case, you may want to use something like Ferber or Graduated Extinction or Check and Console. So again, it all depends on what you are most comfortable with and the amount of time that you have to commit to this. And then as I mentioned in the beginning, you want to ensure that all caregivers, whether that's your spouse or a babysitter or grandparents, whoever else that may be, you want to ensure that they are on board with that method as well, so that you can stay consistent throughout the duration of the sleep training method that you choose. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. I know that there was a lot of interest in hearing about this. And so I hope that everybody walked away with some good aha moments and some ideas of what you could do differently. But I want to also ensure that you understand that there is so much more to sleep training than just choosing a method. My clients hire me because they are looking for support with this. They want to ensure that they're going to meet their goals. They want to ensure that they have all of the information that they could possibly need when it comes to what an ideal schedule for their child should look like and what to do when things go left, because sometimes things won't go exactly as planned. And they want to ensure that they have a really solid understanding of how to implement implement the method that we have chosen. And so there are so many different pieces to the sleep training puzzle that go well beyond just the method that you choose to use. And whenever I meet with new clients, I always present them with at least two different options of sleep training methods. And we will talk through those different options together. And then together we decide what the best method will be for their family so that then I can best support them moving forward and ensure that they stay on track and that they are able to meet their sleep training goals as quickly as possible. So if you are ready to cut through the noise and figure out exactly what you need to do to be able to resolve your child's sleep challenges as quickly as possible, I would love to chat with you and share with you how I can help you and your family meet your goals as quickly as possible. And I do offer a free sleep evaluation call where we can get to know each other a little bit better. And then I can share with you at that point, if you are a good fit for the sleep cure program, what that would look like and how we can move forward. In most cases, we are able to get started within about 24 hours. So If that sounds like something you're ready to do, go ahead and head over to the show notes and click the link to be able to schedule that sleep evaluation call, or you can message me on Instagram and I will get back to you as soon as I can. All right, thanks for listening today and I will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. And I would love if you could share it with someone who you think it may help. I would also be super excited to hear from you. So feel free to DM me on Instagram at color, or send me an email at marley at yourworldincolor.com. If you are ready to get support with improving your baby or toddler's sleep in as little as 7 to 14 days in a way that feels aligned with your parenting style, visit my website at yourworldincolor.site to learn more.